welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. Last week, we talked a lot about pulse field ablation, and Boston Scientific recently won approval for their PFA system, and Sean got some thorough articles about PFA up on Mass Device and Medical Design and Outsourcing. So before we get into the news, Sean, do you want to talk a little bit about those stories? Sure. So yeah, uh, a day after Boston Scientific announced FDA approval for its Ferropulse system, I was fortunate enough to speak with Dr. Ken Stein, the company's chief medical officer. We had a long conversation around everything surrounding Ferropulse and pulse field ablation. So split it into two stories, one on Mass Device's a little bit more business focused, talking about you know the product, the launch, the fact that the company bought it a few years ago, and what goes into development there, and and then what's next, obviously, and they're obviously they're, they're certainly looking ahead already to next generations and and what they can do with the technology. And then on MDO, there's a more technical look at you know the catheter design and sort of what the key elements were as far as how they wanted to create this system and and make it as effective and safe as possible. So. Two different stories, one on Mass Device, one on medical design and outsourcing. I highly recommend take a look at both if you can. And I will link to those stories in the show notes, which, of course, we will provide at the end of this episode. Sean, what news do we have to talk about today? Today, we'll discuss GE Healthcare's strong fourth quarter results, a diabetes tech veteran heading up CGMs at Essencia, another CGM story with Dexcom rolling out a new offering in Europe. Another FDA approval for Boston Scientific, this time for its spinal cord stimulation, and another Philips recall, this time with the company's imaging technology. So let's cover the earnings story first. GE Healthcare had a pretty good stock bump today on street beating fourth quarter results and its 2024 guidance. So a really strong finish to 2023 for GE Healthcare, and the investor reactions would indicate that the company is expecting some serious success in 2024 as well. What were some of those financial highlights? Well, GE Healthcare posted profits of $403 million for the quarter, which equals $0.88 cents per share on sales of $5.21 billion. So while the bottom line actually dipped from the same period a year ago, the company's sales increased year over year by 5.4%. Were there any particular standouts in the financial performance? Well, I think what excited Wall Street was the company's performance against the expectations with adjusted EPS landing $0.09 cents ahead of projections and sales also beating the forecast of $5.09 billion. So particular standout performances from GE Healthcare itself, the segments included 5% growth in patient care solutions, 4% growth in imaging, and 25% growth in pharmaceutical diagnostics. How optimistic are executives now that the company has completed its first year as a standalone company from GE? Yes, President and CEO Peter Arduini said that the strong financial performance in that first year is a testament to the company's dedicated team and the successful execution of its precision care strategy. He said the company's made significant strides, invested over a billion dollars in R&D for future growth and bolstered its market position with strategic acquisitions while also paying down a billion dollars in debt, setting a solid foundation for continued growth. He said they're heading into 2024 amid the backdrop of an improved capital equipment landscape as well. And now we have some diabetes news. 
Yeah, former Tandem Diabetes Care Chief Commercial Officer has joined Ascensia Diabetes Care as the president of CGM there. So Ascensia is seemingly dedicating a new position to managing the distribution of the Sensionics ever since CGM system. Who's taking over as president and what is some of their career history? So Brian Hansen, not to be confused with the former Zimmer Biomet CEO who's now leading 3M's healthcare spinoff, he's the new president of CGM. Hansen previously served as chief commercial officer at Tandem Diabetes Care, which makes insulin pumps, so obviously staying in the diabetes space. He also had leadership positions at Adaptive Biotechnologies, Genoptics, Genprobe, and Thermo Fisher. What will he be responsible for in this new role? Responsibilities include the global commercialization and growth of the Eversense system, which is Sensionics' fully implantable six-month CGM, for which Ascensia is the global exclusive distributor. So the company wants to continue building momentum around the commercialization of Eversense and drive more and more awareness of its unique benefits as an implantable CGM. What are executives saying about this appointment? Robert Shum, the president of Ascensia, said the company looks forward to welcoming Brian to its motivated and passionate team and expect his wealth of experience delivering breakthrough diabetes devices will help unleash Eversense's full commercial potential. Tim Goodnow, the CEO of Sensionics, added that the company is thrilled that Essencia has built a dedicated CGM arm to drive patient and provider adoption for Eversense and said it's a testament to the company's partnership. And we have some more diabetes news, right? Right. Dexcom has launched its new OnePlus CGM system in Europe. Uh, CEO Kevin Sayer hinted at this launch when I spoke to him last month, so now it's here with the company's most advanced technology as well. What is this new CGM system? So Dexcom One Plus uses Dexcom's established sensor design with the company incorporating feedback from users and healthcare professionals to build it. The company said this ensured an easy-to-use, highly effective CGM experience for people treating type 1 or type 2 diabetes with insulin. In addition to providing glucose readings to users, it allows them to share their data easily with up to 10 people. And like the previous generation Dexcom One platform without the plus there, it's just a differentiated offering using the same you know hardware and software that Dexcom uses over here in the U.S., but it allows the company to sort of make a differentiated offering to roll out outside the U.S. How does it use some of Dexcom's other existing technology? So... While the previous Dexcom One platform used the G6 CGM, the, this version of the platform, the OnePlus, utilizes the latest generation G7. OnePlus also has certain notes at certain moments like meals, insulin administration, and sports activities like alerts. And system replaces the traditional finger sticks to provide a clear picture of how daily choices affect glucose levels. What's the next news story that we have? The FDA expanded its approval for Boston Scientific spinal cord stimulation technology to include chronic back pain without prior back surgery. So even more people can benefit from the Boston Scientific WaveWriter technology now. What does that WaveWriter technology do? WaveWriter delivers stimulation to the spinal cord to treat pain in multiple areas, including, as mentioned, the newly approved area of chronic low back pain and leg pain in people who have not had prior back surgery, which is otherwise called non-surgical back pain. What data supported this expanded indication? Boston Scientific presented results from the SOLAS trial last month, which supported the expanded FDA indication. 
That included at the primary endpoint interval, 90% of wave rider patients reported significant pain relief of 50% or greater without an increase in opioids. Just 8% of patients treated with conventional medical management alone reported the same level of relief. And at one year, 84% of patients using wave rider reported 50% or greater pain relief and demonstrated sustained improvement in the ability to participate in activities of daily living. So what do executives see for the future of this device? Boston Scientific's president of neuromodulation, Jim Cassidy, said that today's approval, combined with the recent indication for diabetic peripheral neuropathy, extends the reach of the company's robust portfolio to help physicians deliver individualized care across a wide spectrum of lower back pain issues. And what's the final news story that we have? Phillips has a serious FDA Class 1 Brightview recall due to a potential falling component. We've come across a handful of these imaging systems that have run into this issue, and it can be quite severe, so it's, it's a good thing that this is being addressed. What is the reason behind this recall? Well, in December 2023, Phillips notified customers about a potential issue with its Brightview imaging systems. That includes Brightview, Brightview X, and Brightview XCT. Under specific circumstances, the detector may move downward due to a potential component, lead screw failure, and this comes with a risk of contacting patients. The FDA described it as saying the detector component may unexpectedly fall due to a component failure. What can you tell us about complaints stemming from this recall? Well, Phillips says that the safety notice that it sent out came as the result of one single complaint on the issue that it received last year. It came as part of the company's post-market surveillance activities. There was no patient harm in that instance, but Phillips actually stopped producing and selling this family of products in 2014, shortly after complaints of similar falling component scenarios. So it estimates that approximately 1,000 systems remain in use and still could be affected by this safety issue. And what is the company recommending? Phillips told customers not to position a patient's lower limbs directly underneath the detector below the center of gantry bore. The company may also schedule a field service engineer to visit the site and correct the system if necessary, so it's taking the necessary steps to make sure that this possible issue does not affect any more people. And that was the final news story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all of this news. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Let them know where they can find you, Sean. You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening.